Welcome to the Gathering at Adel. Today's message is the last in our series from the book of Philippians. Today we'll look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Today we're going to be looking in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And the, the overall theme for today is worry. My proposal to you is that worry distracts us from time in his presence and it robs us of our peace. And if you didn't get that the first time, you're going to hear it about 12 times today. Worry distracts us from time in his presence, and it robs us of our peace. If you know me, you know that I'm a pretty easygoing, laid-back guy. Like, smile. You ask me, like, I'm always smiling, always having a good day. People are always like, what is going on? Are you ever upset? You know, and I'm like, no, never. Maybe I am. But, you know, 98% of the time, if you ask me, Jeff, how's it going? My answer is going to be, everything's great. I mean, like, everything could be falling apart, house burning down, kids going nuts, backing into every vehicle we have or trees and houses that we have. And Jeff is going to say, hey, everything's going great. Everybody that knows me knows that about me. And they like that about me. Except maybe that one guy was pulling a trailer this week, going to a job with loaded down with some rebar and had kind of a low tire. I mean, it was a low tire back in Strawn. It was at this point really low. You know, I'm over here on, on Advance Road taking it to a job site. And like I said, everybody generally likes me. There was a guy behind me in a truck that did not enjoy me, right? He was in a really big hurry to get to something very important, I'm sure. And I really slowed him down. But that's a different story for a different day, right? But if you know me, you know that I, I'm generally doing pretty good. But, but if you really know me, like if you know me apart from just like right here and, and we're, we're friends and you, you see a different side of me, I'm not always happy. My, my kids will attest to that. About 8.30, maybe 8 p.m., start to just go downhill real quick. I, I wake up early, so about 8 p.m., I go downhill real quick, and, and uh, I turn into, to, I think Noah termed this a uh, long time ago, uh, mad dad, right, or bad dad. He'd be like, man, you know, he'd be texting Kendall before they were even married, and he'd be like, oh, sorry, I got to go to bed. Mad dad's out. I'm like, <laughs> then, you know, like we check their phones. They're like, bro, what are you doing? You're telling me, whatever. But, you know, like they're, there's a side of me that's not just everything's great. Like I, I put on this front because everybody likes that version. But the truth is that, that just like you, I have this tendency to worry. I, I worry about, about my kids. I worry about finances. I worry about our cars and our house. I worry about providing and the, the rising cost of groceries, the rising cost of gas, what's going on in Ukraine. Like, you know, what's, there's just so many things to, to worry about. And when you really get to know me, you really get to see, oh, okay. Jeff's not always happy. There are real things that Jeff worries about. I worry about being a, a good enough husband, a good enough dad, a good enough pastor, a good enough friend. I worry uh, how many times there, there's a running count that my family has during my sermons on how many times I say, all of a sudden, and you know. So now you're going to be like, 
You're, you're going to figure it out every time I say it now. And so I worry. Like I get here and I, like I have none of those words scripted out. I, I have no all of a sudden's in here and I have no you knows. But somehow I'll get home and they'll say, you said all of a sudden five times. You said you know seven. What's going on? Like why are you? I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. But I, So I worry about that even as minor as it is because I just want to make sure like I'm not freaking y'all out with these words. But like. I think when we worry, when you see me, when you get to know me, you know that, and that was not a you know, that was part of a sentence. When you, when you get to know me, you realize that I'm not happy-go-lucky all the time because this world really tries to weigh us down. But the good news is it's not, it's not just me, right, that deals with worry. It's all of us that have to deal with that. We all have to deal with worry. Some of us worry a lot and some of us worry very little, but nonetheless, we all worry. People that worry a lot, we call them, what, anybody have a nickname for someone that worries a lot? Worry wart, right? Nervous Nelly, that's another good one. That, uh, you look that up, like hand ringer is another one because they're always doing that, you know? And, and some worry a lot and some worry a little, but I think this is something that's universal. Uh, the problem is that worry distracts us from time in his presence, and it robs us of our peace. We can worry about our kids, our health, our jobs, our pets, our communities, our finances, getting older. It can be just about anything, but there's, there's always something to worry about. I, I think one of the biggest contributing factors is this 24-7 news cycle that we're on, and it's like all of a sudden, oh, there it is, I said it, and it didn't even matter, it didn't even make sense. In that instance, right? But like, scratch that one from the record. But like, this 24 7 news cycle makes us have to come up with stories because there's just not that much news that's, that's interesting. And so they're making this news up to drive fear and doubt and worry and all of us. And then I didn't finish it. And then we become people that worry. Because there's all of this stuff to worry about. And all, we, we don't know that, like, that we had to worry about this. I didn't know that I was supposed to worry about whatever. We, but we worry about all these things because they make us aware of all that we're supposed to worry about. There was a study done a couple of years ago, and it says that 40% of what you worry about doesn't happen. 30% of what you worry about has already happened. 12% of what you worry about cannot happen, right? <laughs> Those are good ones. And then 8% of what you worry about actually happens. 92% of your worrying is illegitimate. And one of my worries is actually saying the word worrying like 90,000 times in this sermon. Like, I've th like you start saying it so many times, you're like, wait, wor worry? Wor like, okay, worry, right? 8% of what you worry about actually happens. But I added to this, 100% of that 8% is not changed by your worrying. 8% of what you actually worry about happens, but none of it is changed by your worrying. Worrying does no good and it does not affect the outcome at all. Worry distracts us from time in his presence and robs us of our peace. Let's look at God's word in Philippians chapter 4 verses four through seven, and let's see what the Holy Spirit will, will reveal to us today. 
4 through 7, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. Or some translations will say, let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. The overall theme of the book of Philippians is joy and rejoicing. Uh, Paul says it like 16, 18 times in these four short chapters. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice, or, or joy I give you. And, and so he talks about that. And through this four-week study through the book of Philippians, we have started to combat what, what is after our joy and our rejoicing. The first week we looked at disunity. And what, if we're going, going to accomplish what the Lord has for us as, as a church, as a community, as a state, as a country, then we have to be unified together as the body of Christ. The second one was complaining and disputing. Nothing will steal your joy more than complaining and disputing. And that cannot be any part of the life of a Christ follower. Last week, we looked at what can steal our joy is the past, right? Paul says, hey, I don't look behind me, but only forward. I reach for, forward for the prize. But your past will steal your joy and rejoicing. And today, we're going to look at worry. Paul says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, pray. Worrying is a waste of time, but prayer is the best use of our time. When we worry... We are allowing our circumstances to shape how we see God. When we pray, we are allowing God to shape how we see our circumstances. I'll say that louder for those in the back. When we worry, we are allowing our circumstances to shape how we see God. When we pray, we are allowing God to shape how we see our circumstances. Amen. Paul doesn't say, don't worry about anything and then stop. Paul doesn't say, hey, don't worry about anything. He says, but in everything, pray. You see that, that when we have the tendency to, to worry, whether it's about finances and our wife brings us a bill or, or tells us, hey, uh, this upcoming baseball season, we're going to have like four kids playing in baseball and they all need, you know, cleats and bats and helmets and sunflower seeds and Gatorades for every practice and every game. And you're like, Paul doesn't say, hey, don't worry. Paul didn't say, hey, when your wife brings you that, that you just go, la, 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 I can't hear you. Paul said, don't worry, and so I don't have to listen to it. Like, we don't just bury our head in the sand. Like, man, I'm really concerned about, about my kids, and, you know, like, who are they going to end up with? Who are they going to marry? Are they going to be good for them? Are they not going to be good for them? You know? And instead of saying, oh, I'm not going to worry about that, Paul says, in everything, pray. So Paul doesn't say, oh, don't worry about your kids. But he says, pray about your kids. Don't worry about your finances. Pray about your finances. You're concerned about your future? Don't worry about it. But pray. You see that so many times we decide to stop with the don't worry, and we don't actually then pray. It's like a parade Y'all ever been to, you know, you go to like the 4th of July parades. We've been to them in Granbury and they're fun. And, and what happens is, you know, they come through here and it's one at a time. And you're like, what, what's the next float? What are they doing next? You know, and they wind around the block and do all the things. And when we worry, 
it's, it's like we're just watching the parade go by and that's all we see. And we're not sure what's next. But when we worry, that's what we see. But when we pray, we allow God to take us up above. And we don't just see the one float at a time, but yet we see all the floats and we're like, oh, I don't have to worry about what's next because I can see it. You see, that prayer gives us a better perspective on what's coming ahead. It doesn't tell us everything that's going to happen. Hey, in 13 days, you're going to have an unexpected bill. No. But what it does is it prepares you that when in 13 days that bill does come, you're not shocked or shaken. Why is the, why is the Lord the rock that cannot be shaken? Because he sees all and he knows all. And when we pray, we get to partner with him and we get to take a little bit of a bird's eye view and we don't have to sit there and go, okay, oh, that was a good one. Now what's next? Oh, that, that wasn't very good. The band was out. You know, like, and we're able to sit there and, and get a better view of it. Worrying is a passive action that accomplishes nothing, but it actually steals from you. And prayer is an offensive action that accomplishes more than you are able to do on your own. Worrying is like scratching an itch. It gives you something to do but it changes nothing. You know, it's, it's like the, uh, there's an old saying that says that uh, worrying is like a rocking chair. Keeps you busy, but at, in the end you go nowhere. <laughs> like, okay, that's a good one, you know? And so we just go through there and Paul says, do not worry about anything, but in everything pray. Worry distracts us from time in his presence and robs us of our peace. He says, do not worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's not good enough to just hear the words. It's not good enough to just read them and be like, okay, that's really good. But we actually have to apply those to our lives. If Paul says, do not worry about anything, but in everything pray, and let the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and mind. How do we apply that? If you look up on Google, tips for overcoming or dealing with worry. Number one, but don't worry, don't, don't get too wrapped up in this. Don't, don't write these down. All right. Breathe in, relax, let it out. Get moving and be active and find the silver lining. You see, those might be useful and they might sound good, but they're merely just a distraction. And, and when the distraction is over, the problem still exists. It's like taking pain medicine for something that hurts. It doesn't really solve it. It just makes you think that it did until you take, till it wears off every four to six hours. And you take more until you actually deal with what's going on there, you know? And so we just come through there and, and the distractions are good. You keep your mind active and busy. Oh, look at the silver lining. But when all of that wears out, the problem still is there and still lingers in, is still there. The problem with tips from Google is that they ignore God. Let's go to his word. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. If we're going to be a people that do not allow worry to overcome us and overtake us, the first way to do that is to rejoice always. To be in a constant state of rejoicing, praising God, to not see things as, as the world does, and to always be a, more aware of your standing with God. You see that if we're going to be people that are not worriers, 
but we're prayers. We cannot allow what's going on around us to shape what's going on inside of us. It does not matter what's happening on around us. That should not cause us to worry because we're anchored to God. We're anchored to Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, the one who cannot be shaken and cannot be moved. When we worry, we lose that sense of rejoicing always. He says, rejoice always. If you're always rejoicing, there is zero time for worrying. It's just rejoicing. Sometimes we allow what's happening on around us to shape what's happening in us or how we see God. We cannot allow our situations to affect our standing. Another way is like our status does not affect our standing. We are always, we are declared as Christ followers, we are declared the righteousness of God. That there is nothing that can take that away from you if you are a Christ follower. You are the righteousness of God. That is your standing before the Lord. Whether you sin, whether you don't sin, whether you're happy, whether you're joyful, whether you're sad, depressed, angry, upset, you are still the righteousness of God because Jesus Christ paid for that once and for all. Your status can change, but your standing never does. Rejoice always. The second one here, it says, Rejoice always. Let your graciousness, your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Cling to your father and to his word. If you want to be a person that does not worry, cling to your father and to his word. It says that the Lord is near. Worry distracts us from time in his presence and he robs us of our peace. The Lord is near. When you're tempted to worry, dig into his word. And it will show you the truth and the truth will set you free. If you want to be a person that doesn't worry, if you cling to the Father and you know who he is and what he says he is, then the worry doesn't matter. The bill doesn't matter. The sickness doesn't matter. The wayward kid doesn't matter. The, the job and the coworkers, they don't matter. The gossip and the rumor that they're spreading about you doesn't matter. Because I'm clinging to my Father and I know who he is and I know who he says I am. But then I open up his word and I begin to dig into his word. And I begin to see not just who God is, but I get to find out his character and his nature. And when all of a sudden it's like, man, that doesn't make sense. You dig into his word. You see that his word, when we feed our hearts and our minds the word of God, the record of what he has done, then our future will be less uncertain. When we're able to open up the word and we, we look at how he was faith, faithful to the Israelites, at the Red Sea and the desert, provided food and provided water. He was faithful to Abram to provide a, a sacrifice instead of his son, Isaac. When we see how faithful he was to Daniel, then our future is less uncertain. When we begin to go back over our lives and we go, Man, Lord, I don't know how I'm gonna pay this bill. All of a sudden you begin to go back over the word and go, oh, you know what? I didn't know how I was going to pay that bill 10 years ago either, and it, it got paid. I didn't know how I was going to pay that bill last year, and it got paid. When we cling to our Father and we cling to his word, the future is less uncertain. We don't have to worry when we know who he is. When we worry, we demonstrate uncertainty in God's word. 
Instead of trusting him and his promises, we doubt his abilities and his character. When we worry, we demonstrate uncertainty in God's word. Instead of trusting him and his promises, we doubt his abilities and his character. The third step on how to not worry is we pray. When we worry, we, we put the focus on us, what we have to do, how we have to solve the problem. But when we pray, we put the focus on God. For he is able to do more than we can even ask or even imagine. When we worry, it becomes all about me. Okay, how can I pay this bill? What words can I say to bring my son back? What, how, what, what truth can I speak so that they quit talking lies about me? Uh, you know, all this, 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 this. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And, and you know what happens? You end up not being able to do it and you worry. When we pray, there's a weight and a burden that goes, Father, I know you're good. I know that you, you, you knew this was coming. And I'm going to cling to you and I'm going to pray. And the focus is now put back on him and what he's able to do. For he's able to do more than we can ask or even imagine. The, the, the word in Ephesians 3.20 says he could do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And so when we come through this, if we're not going to be people that worry, we have to be people that are praying. When we pray, we are surrendering ourselves and our circumstances to the Lord and allowing him to act on our behalf. So many times, sometimes we get confused on, on did the Lord actually move in that? But sometimes through our prayers, sometimes he calms the storm and sometimes he calms us in the storm. And you will only know which one that was by, by praying. You know, so many times we're like, Lord, just take care of this. And then he doesn't remove it, and you're like, what's going on? Do you not see me? Do you not hear me? Do you not love me? I thought you said cast your cares on me because you care about me. But what he's saying is I'm, I didn't calm the storm, but I calmed you in the storm. People say, how can you be so calm with all this that's going on? You, you talk to people, Christ followers that are just like doing it right, and it's like, You've got this, this, and this. And they're like, yeah, I know, I don't know, but it's okay, the Lord's gonna take care of it. And you're like, yeah, I know, but what can I do to help you? And they're like, no, no, really, the Lord is good. We're praying it, we, we've got clarity, we've got direction, and we're just, we're just gonna trust him to take care of that. And you're like, okay. And you know, sometimes you feel like helpless, and we are, because there's not one thing that we can do. We pray. Paul says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, pray. We pray because it recenters our focus. When we begin to pray, we quit looking at all of this, like 180 degrees, and we start begin to just focusing in right on him. That's why he says, when, you, when we pursue him to, to look straight ahead, don't look to the left or don't look to the right. We talked about last week, don't look behind you, straight ahead. When we pray, it recenters our focus. It recenters our priorities, and we go, oh, okay, this is what matters. And when we begin to pray, all of a sudden, our prayers become more focused, and we're not praying scattered brain everywhere, like, well, I don't even know what to pray. How many times have you ever said that or heard people say that, like, I don't even know where to start, I don't even know where to pray? You're right. Let's just begin to pray, and then let's watch our prayers become focused, and you're like, man, that was a good prayer. Where did that come from? Because you got all the distractions gone, and you're going right at it, and the Lord's bringing you clarity. It takes it off of us. When we begin to pray, it takes it off of us and onto him. 
Jesus, that's what Jesus is always saying. Hey, come to me, all who are weary, all who are heavy burdened, for I will give you rest. First Peter 5, 7, we, uh, I said it at the end of worship that cast all your cares on him, for he cares about you. Like, not, not does he care about your situations, not, not does he care about what car, job, all that, but he cares about you. So isn't the best person to pray to, the person that cares for you, that wants the best for you? You see that prayer is our pathway to peace. That, that when we pray, we're getting past all the worry, all the fear, the doubt, the anxiety, and we're going right to our pathway to peace. Because right here it says, don't worry about anything. But in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Worry distracts us from time in his presence and robs us of our peace. Can you imagine what it would look like for you to be a husband, for you to be the wife, for you to be the co-worker, the father, the mother that, that doesn't worry? That, that someone can come to and go, man, I'm really struggling with this. And you don't go, like, whew, that's a big one. Yeah, I don't know how, how you're going to ever handle that one. But to be the person that someone brings something to you and says, oh, man, let's just go to the Lord. That's nothing to worry about. You, you know how many times you run into people where they bring something to you? I mean, it is like the weight of the world. And it's like this is the biggest thing they've ever dealt with. And you say, there's nothing to worry about. And they, no, no, but you don't understand. This, 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 and this. Uh, no, no, I heard, I heard you. I, I got it all. I got your whole spill. You've, you've said it 19 times to 19 different people. But I'm here to tell you, don't worry. That's the kind of people that we're called to be because prayer is the pathway to pre peace. People don't need an answer from you. What they need is peace. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, Pray. And the peace of God, which surpasses our understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Peace is not something that you can buy, achieve, consume, or find in, in an experience. Peace only comes from God. If we're going to be people that aren't worriers, because worrying distracts us from time in the presence, and it robs us of our peace. Worrying is one of those sins, kind of we talked about, you know, uh, complaining a couple of weeks ago. It's one that's kind of like smoothed over and it's okay in the church, <laughs> right? Like, it's okay. They're not the big ones. They're not addiction, adultery, right? They're not laziness and greed and pride, the, the big ones as the church labels them. And so they're okay because they're not ugly sins, but worrying steals and distracts you from time in his presence. When you worry, once again, it doesn't change your standing. You're still the righteousness of God. But what you're doing is you're going, mm, God, I know who you are, but I just don't trust that you can handle this. And all of a sudden, the Lord's like, okay, you want to do it? Take care of it. <laughs> you know? And sometimes it's like, Oh, I didn't mean it like that, Lord, but, but that's what we're saying when we worry. We're saying, mm, 
I, I know in your presence, like when you walk into the room, everything changes. And I know it's your presence, in your presence, that every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that in your presence, there's no sickness, there's no disease. That in heaven, which is the, the presence of God, right, there, there's no tears. Right? There's no fear. There's no death. But when we worry, we, we remove ourselves from that so that we can try to take care of it of ourselves. And worry robs us of our peace. Worry has never solved any problems. Jesus talked about in the Matthew chapter 6, he said, don't, don't worry about tomorrow. You know, he's talking 6, uh, 25 through 33. He's like, the, the birds don't care, the food and the clothing and all that. He's like, because it, it's never added one day. It's never done anything for you. And so when we look at worry, it robs us of our peace because not, what's interesting is it doesn't rob us of our peace like in the future. Like the bill that's due in 13 days, like it, we're not unsettled in 13 days, but we're unsettled now. Like worry robs us of our peace in the moment. We're worrying about all the other stuff there and then we're, we're missing out on what the Lord has promised for us. The Lord has promised for you to walk in freedom to not be tied down with the things of the world, with the lies of the enemy and all the things that he tries to, to throw on top of you. It distracts us from time in his presence and it robs us of our peace. Here's how, here's how I would like to end today. I want us to take just a couple of moments, each of us to pray individually. Ask the Lord, is there something that I, I'm worrying about right now? And then what I want you to do, I'm, I'm not asking you to, to commit for a year. I'm not asking you to, to commit for a month. What I'm asking you to do is to commit for this week. The one thing that the Lord says you're worrying about, whenever you are tempted to worry, I want you to pray. So bow your head. Close your eyes so that no one's distracted here. doesn't make you more holy. And I want you to begin to just ask the Lord. Is there something that I worry about? And when he reveals it, say, okay, Lord, I see that. By now, you, you have what he's told you. He's revealed it to you. And then I just want you to begin to talk to him and say, Lord, God, Father, however you address him, and just say, Father, I see that. And I'm not going to worry about it this week. I'm going to trust that you are good. I'm going to trust that you care about me and I'm going to trust that your solution is way better than the one that I could come up with on my own and then now I want you just to ask ask him to to give you the strength to go this week in prayer over that one thing 
for the Holy Spirit to convict you this week when you start to worry about that one thing. And for the Holy Spirit to teach you and to show you how to pray. Whether it's that one thing or that one person. So Father, we thank you that all across this room you, you see that we worry. And they're minor things. There's nothing too big for you. There's nothing too small for you. So, Father, we give you these worries. We give you these cares and these concerns. We say collectively that we're not going to worry about them. They're not our concerns. There's nothing we can do about them anyways. We lay them down at your feet. We cast them off of us and onto you. And then, Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would convict us this week. That we would not be people that worry, but that in everything we would pray. Father, we love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.